Welcome to Bird Camp Podcast. This is a show dedicated to the pursuit and promotion of upland birds, specifically the rough grouse. So if you like sitting around a campfire with your favorite bird dog and two brothers from Michigan who love talking about upland hunting, this podcast is for you. So let's put another... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the wrong intro. This is the special Christmas version of Bird Camp Podcast. Let's play the right intro. Come on, man. this special edition of Bird Camp Podcast, we're going to cover Christmas dinner recipes involving upland birds. We have also a special Christmas hunting story. And finally, we're going to cover a special wish list for grouse hunters. Stay tuned. Let's get it on. Here comes our special podcast from Bird Camp. Welcome to Bird Camp. We're recording this just before Christmas. This is our Christmas special of Bird Camp Podcasts. I'd like to welcome Kevin to the show. How's it going, Kevin? Good, brother. How are you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. So our topics today we're going to cover for the Christmas special are uh, some Christmas dinner recipes involving upland birds. We'll get into a few Christmas hunting stories and then uh, the grouse wish list for uh, buying for grouse hunters. So let's uh, get right into it and start talking about the uh, Christmas dinner recipes. We got some feedback. You want to go ahead and talk about that, Kevin? Yeah, we got some really good feedback on Facebook on the recipes. Uh, we're going to call out a couple names here. Um, uh, Mikey, Mike, we'll just go with first names, protect the innocent. But Mike, uh, Mike's in, uh, kind of one of my standards for grouse. Uh, it's a very simple thing. It's just uh, putting it on a bed of rice, mushroom soup. Um, I've also used different type of egg noodles or uh, even ramen, if you want to go real simple. Um, and uh, so he, he sent that one in. Appreciate that one. That's kind of the kind of my old go-to when I want to do grouse quickly. Yeah, it's like the standard. I, I think it's the standard, but it was good to put in there. We appreciate Mike's input on that. And Victor... So it is a really interesting one on a Moroccan braised grouse with olives. And he, uh, he didn't send the whole recipe, but he gave us enough clues, you know, enough here that preserved uh, lemons. And uh, he said, you can actually make it with grouse, pheasant, chucker, and even chicken thighs. Uh, the Moroccan braised grouse with olives. That just sounds wonderful to me. I, uh, I actually use olive juice and a lot of things. So, uh, and and I I personally I don't know what you think, brother. I think the winner is Derek with the Bird Camp Schnitzel. And he says, "Do you like that oh, name?" Yeah. 
Yeah, I absolutely love that name, Derek. That's a great name. I love name. schnitzel. Schnitzel's good stuff. Schnitzel's good stuff. Um, he says, any wild bird will do. And Derek has not yet shot a grouse. And Derek, we hope you find a grouse soon. Because Yeah, when you do, call yeah. us up and leave us a message or talk to us. And we'll uh, put it right on the air when you shoot your first one. That's always a good story. Yeah, we're, we're going to move to that in one of the future episodes with some of our hunting group and others on your first grouse story. So that would be a great story for Derek to jump in on. But his recipe is, is very good. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole recipe, but um, it, it, it's using panko, which is a good breading. We I use in a lot of things, but it's 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 a little involved for maybe some single people out there, but that don't cook a lot. But for people like me, um, he the nice finishing sauce at the end with the red raspberry chipotle sauce. Boy, does that sound like a top. I, I, I'm going to give Derek the winner of the best recipe here, and I, I can't wait to try that recipe. Bird Camp Schnitzel. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Nancy Beth was talking about grouse piccata. What, what do you have on that? Yeah, and she just left as a recommendation. Probably didn't want to give her a recipe, which I don't blame her. So I got up on the internet here and looked at food52.com and just type that in, and sure enough, it actually came up as lemon and thyme grouse piccata. So this one might be a little different. Um, I'll just read, like, the ingredients. Um, four skinless, boneless grouse breast pounded thin to approximately a quarter inch. Of course, they're uh, using flour, salt, black pepper, butter, uh, virgin olive oil, uh, some grouse or some chicken broth. They call it grouse or chicken broth. I don't know where you'd buy grouse broth, but <laughs> fresh squeezed lemon juice, um, capers drained and rinsed, fresh thyme mints, freshly parsley and chopped. Um, basically, you mix it up, the flour, the salt and the pepper, shallow bell, dredge the grouse lightly through the flour in a large saucepan, heat two tablespoons of butter, olive oil over high heat, add the grouse, cook for three minutes on each side into golden brown. It says, warning, do not overcook or it'll dry it out. Uh, set grouse aside on a plate and cover with foil to keep warm. Then you add the broth, lemon juice, capers, and thyme to the same pan, deglazing the pan, stir and scrape up any brown bits. Return the grouse to the pan, cook another five minutes, transfer grouse to a platter, whisk the remaining with butter and sauce, pour over grouse, garnish with parsley. That sounds pretty good. That sounds awesome, doesn't it? Uh, we... Uh, and you know, piccata is not a hard thing to make. It doesn't take a very long time. So that that's a really cool recipe. I like that. Thanks to Nancy Beth and Ken. Ken, Ken has a variation on another one I've cooked quite frequently with grouse, and it, it's he calls it a roll up, and he cuts the the breast into one inch strips, marinates in teriyaki, uh, another favorite trick of mine. And then he rolls it around one chunk of pineapple and then roll one strip of bacon and pin. I'm assuming the bacon goes on the outside and pin with a toothpick, bake, smoke, or grill. Um, that uh, I, I like the variation of the pineapple. I've never thought about that to bring some sweetness to it with the, with the tangy of the teriyaki. Um, I've done the bacon strip thing a lot. I, I have actually found that a thicker cut bacon, more like Canadian bacon, actually works really well. Um, and uh, so a great recipe from Ken. I will be trying all of these, hopefully in the future, as soon as I get some grouse in the freezer, which obviously will be a while now. <laughs> so, yeah. But, the, other, the other one uh, that I thought of, 
um, that I'm kind of carrying over from, from venison. Um, like my wife and I, well, she made it and I started making, she took over. I got kicked out of the kitchen again, but, um, basically you take venison. I wonder if you could do this with grouse. Um, now we were using ground venison, but you could brown the grouse and then you mix it with, uh, jalapeno cream cheese or just regular cream cheese would work and onions. And then you stuff those in peppers wrapped in bacon. That is my favorite right now. Venison um, stuffed in like appetizer stuff like a stuffed pepper, like a bell pepper type thing. No, it's a split jalapeno pepper. Oh, and then you, you put those in the oven at like 400 degrees for, I think it's like uh, 18 to 20 minutes nice. on your oven. Yeah. Those things are awesome. Not good for you. The taste dandy. I'll throw another one in here. I don't have a recipe for it. I just kind of do it. Um, I usually, you know, we're, we're working with the breast, but I'll take a lot of the meat off a clean bird and even some of the breast meat. Like sometimes you shoot one and destroys part of the breast, so you don't have a full right, breast. Right. Well, I, I like to ch- cook that, chop it, and mince it, and put it in a whitefish spread. Um, oh. And I like to, you know me, Matt, I like to tangy that up and bring some real exotic spices to that. But, it, you know, bring some horseradish, which isn't exotic by any means, but bring some horseradish, even a touch of teriyaki, and get it into a whitefish spread. And you have to mince that grouse real fine so it doesn't overtake the spread. I've had, and I, sometimes I'll even put pine nuts in that. And uh, I've had some of the people, few people have had that with me have just raved about it. Um, the white fish gives it that smooth, not overly powery fishy taste. So there's another one that just flashed through my mind that I've had some pretty rave reviews on. And uh, a lot of that sounds really good. Yeah, it's good. I like yours. Yours was interesting too. I, I wonder if you could do like a stuffed pepper, like with a bell pepper. Yeah, that's kind of like the one I was, but a bell pepper would give you more, obviously, volume of, of food. The ones I'm talking about, the, the jalapeno peppers are still pretty big. Yes. But that's more for an appetizer where the bell pepper would probably take up the a good portion of the grouse breast. Ooh, ooh we may have come on with something new. I got to try because I, 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 yeah. I love stuffed peppers, but putting the grouse in there and uh, I, I think would just make it really, really really nice um flavor the difference between the jalapeno is the spice obviously the bell pepper it's more of a sweet pepper so uh, yeah i I think that would give you a nice little sweet taste on the uh bell pepper. you definitely gotta do it with the cream cheese because uh that kind of mixes with the uh the spice of the pepper excellent oh yeah 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 the spice of the jalapeno with the cream cheese excellent Excellent. right um, I, I just had one thought. When we started asking about recipes on the podcast, and, the, and you put it out there and asked on Facebook, um, kind of two things. These were all great, and I will be trying all of them over time. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of grouse in the freezer. I actually have none right now. So, But um, th- to me, there's two things here that we're really asking for. The recipes, as we talked about today, but we're also asking for what are the recipes in bird camp? It doesn't necessarily have to be grouse. I mean, we all have our favorite recipes of how we prepare. I, I know one thing we like doing is a crock pot. So dinner's ready when you come in at night. Um, and we've done roast and other things, but I, I you know, sure. you know, some of your bird camp recipes and 
obviously. Some, some, yeah, that'd, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be something for uh, season two. Yes, for season sure. Two. There you go. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on. I'll key personnel post those recipes on uh, our webpage. So if you guys want to, they'll be there in a few days, if not sooner. So let's move on to uh, got any good hunting stories around Christmas time you want to talk well, about? Well, one. Kevin? one uh... That kind of still amazes us. We were hunting with uh, our friend Todd, who's actually been on the show, uh, talking about ballistics of uh, munitions. Uh, we uh, we were up for a later hunt. Up, Wasn't there somebody else just with the us? Three too? Us. Yeah. No, I thought there was a no, fourth. It was oh, just okay. the three of us. Well, we were up on a later hunt up in north central lower peninsula of Michigan, and. Uh, it was it was a cold day if I remember right, and it was it was very windy, and I've had several encounters with the wind, but this was the best grouse one probably. So we're walking along the trails, and we're walking a lot as the three of us will do. It's, Todd's kind of one of our original rough grouse partners, and as we're walking along, we're, we're going along, we're, we're in this forest where it's a mixed cover, but there's huge pine trees there, huge pine trees, uh, you know, and we're walking along and we go up. We uh, actually, right at that time, we saw a four four wheeler go by and we stopped, waved, they waved and we continued on and we didn't walk more than 200 yards up the trail. Right, Matt, about 200 yards, maybe 300 reached a point where the cover wasn't good. We decided to turn around and come back along this trail that was lined with these huge mixture of big mature trees. Oh, wait a minute. I think you're missing part of this. We walked by a tree that was one of the tallest <coughs> trees right off the trail that we, yeah. had, you know, I'm like, dang, that is one of the tallest pine trees I've, I've seen in this well, part of the state. Somebody mentioned that. I don't know if it was me or you or Todd, but somebody like, Pointed it Huge out. tree. As it, we it walked was a by. white pine. It was just massive. And it was right on the edge of the trail, the trunk of it. And and with the wind, the, it was the, very the, like, whoa. The spots we hunt a lot, <laughs> there, there's there's big tree, which is up near Grayling, which is like a virgin white pine. I don't know if it's virgin or second cut. This was that type of tree. I mean, the three of us could not put our arms together and got around it, even halfway around it. And, so we, as we walked back, we turned around. We didn't go more than 300 yards. So we'd only gone five, six, eight minutes or something. I don't know. We turned around and come back, and that tree is down across the trail right where we walked. In it. Yeah, and we could barely get around it. We had to go oh, off we had to trail and over, over limbs and, and crawling to get around it. We didn't hear it at all, which was well, – well, the wind was blowing. But you'd think a tree that big, we would have oh, go down. So it was – That was – that was a Christmas miracle. It, that's Nobody what got we hurt there. deemed it. It's a Christmas miracle because if we would have been a few minutes earlier, a few minutes later, a few probably not more than a minute or two, the way that tree felt, where our footsteps were underneath of it in the in the snow, we were all dead. I mean, it, it was no doubt. Yeah. But and I think I don't know if you or Todd said this is a sign, boys. Time yeah, to go it, home. It was real <laughs> later in the day. We were we were at camp and. And I, I think Todd said, it's a sign from above. We need to go home and get out of this wind. And we went back to the camp. Well, there, there, there's always this last part of the story. We came back the next morning. I think we were breaking camp that afternoon. And uh, the tree was gone. It was cut up. 
it, yeah, I'll, obviously it, the guys running their quads and stuff got well, took it, care of it. But half the well, was well, gone. it was more guys on a quad <laughs> because the more we got looking at, and Todd's a good outdoorsman and a tracker. There, there was a big logging truck that came in. You could tell by the tracks, and it was like. Wow, somebody came in here in the middle of the night, <laughs> cut this tree up in the middle of the woods. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, I definitely yeah. had some. Yeah, oh yeah. But it it was funny that and the most puzzling thing is how did we not hear it? We weren't even that far away. And actually, if we would have looked, we probably could have seen the top of it fall, but it was just a Christmas miracle. So there's your Christmas hunting story. Um, I, I, I got to okay. jump over to another sport I don't play anymore, but I used to golf a lot. We were down in Southern Indiana, and we always took a spring trip trip to Southern Indiana, and uh, we were on a course, and the wind was howling, and it was all saturated wet because it was spring. It was cart path only; the carts were on the path. I was with a group of guys, and I'm out in the middle of the fairway, and they're all over on the right hand side, and. All, and they're telling a story. All they could do is see me standing there waving at them with my hands over my head, motioning them. Well, I could see the limbs falling out of the top of the trees over them. These guys finally, it, it was uh, Gern. He finally figured out what I was saying. They moved out towards the fairway, and right in front of the carts, a tree fell right across the cart path where they were standing. Another, Another tree, tree story, story. different sport. Right where the three guys were standing. We got up to the green because I was in the other side of the hole. They were all white, Matt. They were just white. They were just like, oh, my God, that tree was going to fall right on us. I go, yes, it was. <laughs> but anyway, another tree story. So, Man, maybe when we have our uh, bird camp, we need to be out hunting looking for a Christmas tree and bring that back well, to the bird yeah, camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do. New tradition. New tradition, have yeah, a little miniature Christmas tree at bird camp. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, we'll do that the funny thing back to the first months. story is we didn't take pictures of that tree. We, that's why we went back early the next morning to take pictures of because I don't think anybody believe us how big yeah, it that's, was. And it was gone. It was all cut up and gone. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was such a long time ago. That was before we had, you know, cameras on our phones. Yeah, it, it was a while ago. I, I'll have to ask Todd about it, but... Yeah, I don't actually remember when it was. First I think camper? It was, it was first camper, s- wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It no. had to be in. I, I, a long time ago. I, I, I don't think I had a camera on my phone cool. at that point. I don't even know if I had an iPhone. <laughs> well, you know me. I <laughs> usually don't have my phone with me. I, it was funny when we went hunting last time. You had to wait five minutes and call me twice because I couldn't find my phone. It was in my pants from the day before yeah. down in the laundry room. <laughs> that's, that's how I keep track of my phone. <laughs> um, the last topic, real quick, we're going to talk about uh, if you want to buy a gift for a grouse hunter or maybe you're a grouse hunter yourself and you just have a wish list and need to share that well, with well, your What, what would be on your wish list or... for grouse hunting, man? Now, you, you can't say Stormy Clover well, because you got one think. for Christmas. Jealous, 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 by the way. Yeah, you you left your stormy cromer at my house. Well, you left it. My, in my I don't have a stormy cromer. My house just. Well, your oh, knockoff really? stormy yeah. cromer. Yeah, hanging yeah. in the doorway entry. Anyways, um, just talking about maybe gear in general would probably obviously be a good thing. And um, I'm not bragging or nothing, but going into this season, I needed some stuff, and obviously Christmas falls at later. But I ended up getting boots. I got the hat. 
And then uh, I bought a pair of gloves for myself. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I still it. have your old blue glove. It's the Michael Jackson thing now because. Yeah, oh, I found good. the other I've one in my shop. For it, so, so I have your other one, by the way. But yeah, nobody in the Covey well, case is talking about my... right now. But um, yeah, so you kind of guess. How did you like this the the Stormy Chrome? Were you? Did you talk about that in the last episode? I don't. I did. I did. I love it. It, it probably looks a little odd on my big bald head, but it kept my head warm. Um, I don't know if it would be ideal for like early season hunting just because it's warm. Um, so I, but I usually we just wear a baseball cap, right. orange baseball cap in the, uh, in the fall, early fall. So, um, I don't know what, what would be on your list. Uh, obviously I know you're a knife. I don't guy, know how so. I became a knife guy. That's but always a good I, gift. Uh, and I can't say I have a fine collection. I, I like cheap oddball ones I find. And, uh, I, uh, I, I tell you, one of the I, I'm eyeballing two of the Bark River knives. Uh, you know that would be on my wish list. I the I've looked pretty intensely at their Upland one that they talked about on on the podcast, and uh, just a regular carry one. But as you were playing with the electronics in studio, I was cleaning off a shelf while you were doing that once. And what did I find? Four knives I didn't even know were there. You know, on the bookshelf, it's like, do I need a knife? I, I think it's like guns to some people do i need another gun <laughs> of course you do of course so you I, do. I, would, I would go higher it's like do i need a oh, bigger yeah, tv let's get of into course that. i do let's do that off air because my daughter's all over <laughs> me but um so i and i i'm really entranced with the bark river nice i think they're good quality you know it means something to me being from the up um stormy cromer um, I would go with a complete original one. I just don't think you can improve on that hundred year design too much. Um, that would. There's always uh, ammo. Ammo, or, you and know, you bought me a box shells. of Boss ammo, and unfortunately, we carried it with us, but we didn't get to pull the trigger our last hunt. So um, that ammo would, you know, is always nice. There are a few grouse hunting things I don't like people giving me as gifts um number one would be boots um i i'm not a boot right that, that's boots that's something you and socks yourself, and you know. most apparel i want to try on i was in trance with some of the pike apparel um but see I, i've had this philosophy for a long time so i buy one thing a year when you've done this for 30 years i have a lot of stuff now as you know and so I, I'm getting a little more selective, and I got to admit I haven't bought my grouse thing for this year. So I, those are some of the things I'm looking at. Uh, well, I think the best gift that you could give a grouse hunter is a, a is bird, a bird dog dog puppy. puppy. Yeah, be now, is that, does that fall into yeah. I have to choose it myself, like apparel and boots, or? Yeah, well, I, I think if you're you're coupled up with a girlfriend, right, or, right, you know wife that's something you might want to do together because there's that's a long-term responsibility of at least 15 well at the most 15 years um give or take so that's well, just not something one thing, you want to give just, somebody i'm not just talking <laughs> yeah. without understanding that it's a it's a big responsibility and then if you're going to use it, the dog for for hunting there is a lot of training um you know as well as to make it a uh now a for pet younger that you live in your hunters, house with or those starting out, um, 
a, a basic gun is a good gift. Uh, I think I started you out with the Englander single shot 12 gauge, which is probably long gone now, but um, I think you know, it was it. like a, at that point, an $80 gun. What's well, there? It's like the yeah, it, Sears and Roebuck special. That served you well for a couple of years until you upgrade it. And so um, for yep. the younger ones, that's always a nice gift. If, you know, they don't have a lot of guns, ammo always works. But, you know, uh, the thing about grouse hunting, even with ammo, people get a little picky, you know, a little picky about what they use and what what type and what size. So um, what about uh, what about stocking stuffers, like smaller gifts, like something that just hit me was if you have a dog. There are plenty of choices for stocking stuffers, such as like treats, toys, batteries. Oh, if you're a, a you know, a, a if you use some of the tracking stuff. The field is a nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Classable water that dish. you carry in your pack. Um, I know you know you've a lead, yep. a lead, a collar. Um, you know, there, there's just some traditional stuff. Uh, I, look, this isn't a selfless plug, but uh, gun white towel, like we have on our. Uh, website for in our merchandise and let's just go completely shameless and go a nice bird camp podcast hat you know those are nice stocking stuffers obviously and t-shirt sure t-shirt a koozie all found yeah. at our website <laughs> just a little shameless plug. and I, I just <laughs> thought of another one that would be a beautiful one for anybody is a year-long subscription to one of the apps like Anne had um you know one of the uh, hunting map apps uh, you know, because that's a year long oh, subscription okay. and I'm sure you can buy that for somebody. And I think that would, you know, that's a kind of a nice thought, isn't it? So for a grouse hunter. So, sure. um, uh, what is their onyx and, and, well, she was so nice. I can't think of, uh, her map. I know it. It oh, just slipped suck. out of my mind. We just talked about it a couple, two days ago, <laughs> but, but the, the mapping sites, <laughs> You know, all those older grouse hunters, we look at what ants developed and onyx and all these people have developed these maps. My God, we wish we had all that 40 years ago. You know, it would have made things so much easier. And oh, that yeah. subscription to that would be a wonderful thing. And we're not plug. we're not, you know, none of these groups are um, sponsors at this point in time for the podcast. But just we're just kind of randomly thinking nice stocking stuffers. So scout and hunt. Thank scout you. And hunt. I couldn't think of it. That's what's good. But I, I think those are some good ideas. And maybe, do you think we should throw that on the Facebook page too? You know? Yeah, what, sure. What, what, um, I had another one in the back of my mind here, and uh, it just slipped away. Um, oh, what do you think about, like, magazine subscriptions to some of these societies or um, PU? Yeah, stink, some, some of them are... are okay there used to be a really good uh upland hunting magazine that i used to travel out that part of the country in south dakota iowa minnesota exclusively and i always at the sioux falls airport would buy the same upland hunting magazine it's disappeared it's it was a really good one and uh, yeah i used i'm not trying to plug but i used to get gun dog digest which three times only came out four times a year quarterly maybe three times a year yeah, and I just love the artwork in it more than well, there, some of the Well, you just articles. hit another great holiday but, gift for grouse hunters because uh, I turned you on to one that you showed me at Christmas at your house because we had our Christmas early. But 
Yeah, you yeah. wanted that, and I bought it from underneath. I, 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 I wanted it, <laughs> but it was at a secondhand store. It was a nice grouse print by a well-known uh, grouse artist. Signed and numbered print, but the secondhand store wanted like 80 bucks for it. It's like, I don't think so. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah but I, I notified you, because so. to be honest with you, I mean, you're... you're entry there is starting to look like my office area it's just full of grouse stuff but it, it, yeah well then that was my wife's big gift too she bought me the two english sutters on oh that, that's, field, a, that's beautiful you're that. gonna have to post that, that on, the, on site but i um artwork for real grouse hunters is, is a nice thing and um you know me the one that you bought that we were just talking about i like it when it shows reality and that one shows a guy tangled up in a barbed wire fence with birds flushing and it's yeah and his dog happens. running between his legs I, as soon as i saw that store that we talked about at your house during our family christmas it's like that's it that's how it happens right there you don't flush a bird all day until you're over the fence <laughs> she, yeah and your daughter i, was I, just I, like, I explained her on the way home she goes <laughs> What do you mean they they always flush when you're you know on a fence or tangled up in branches or taking a pee or something you know but, but um, so artwork is a good one which which shall segue maybe to our future uh, we're kind of looking the artist we're talking about on the picture we're talking about we're um, we're we're gonna see if we can maybe get him on and talk about art in upland honey I think that would be fascinating for me. Um, and we're talking about having a veterinarian on a taxidermist is getting lined up. Anything else that's coming up, Matt? Yeah, I don't know. We're trying to fill up the 2021, uh, which is considered season two. This is our last recording for season one, nine episodes next year. We're going to try to move that up more before the season, during the season, maybe a little bit less during the summer. But uh, what are we shooting for? You said 18 minimum episodes, more well, like maybe 24 at the most. I somewhere think in eight, that. I think 18 is uh, probably where we're Somewhere in that. that um, yeah. You know. But, I mean, we kind of started late with this podcast. And we've what, been slowly improving. What was the first thing about and, first podcast? Uh, Wasn't it September? Because this is number nine. This is Nueve, right? Um Yeah, we're calling this a Christmas special, but right. Um, this this is probably wrapping up season one, which doesn't mean anything to our listeners because yep. we'll probably start right out in January. Um, hang on. So we put September out 1st. nine and four months. One and so we'll probably shoot for eighteen. Yeah. Um, I, I at the minimum, but I think we may at get to twenty four pretty easily to a month is what we're looking at. So, um, yeah, I, I think if we do too many, people get burned out on it, and we, we got to keep it interesting because after a while, you start running out of things to talk about, and then you don't want to be the guys or talking the about same the same stuff over and over again. again so. So. Right, or fill your episode just interviewing people. That gets um, that's exactly. cool. But that gets old as well. That's a format we're trying to mix mix in yep. with just you yep. and I Good. shooting the breeze. So. So. Okay, so sticking with our subject, I got one more thing for the Christmas list. What if you were going to do one big gift, which obviously a puppy is probably on top of that list. But I think another, like, a big gift for a grouse hunter. Oh, you mentioned artwork. That could be a big gift. I'm, and I'm not putting a monetary value, but... 
just like, hey, you want to buy him or her a big gift? What if you did a, a pay Ooh. for a, a guide Ooh. service? Um, we have some friends on Facebook who are guides, and I've seen some videos. And you know, for you and I to go over to Wisconsin or Minnesota or even the Dakotas or even the Western UP, we've been over there a few times. But I think we might be out of our out of our environment a little bit, even though we're seasoned hunters. We don't know where to go. But having a guide service, and even if they provided dogs, where <laughs> that's a long trip for my dog. <clears throat> And probably wouldn't enjoy it unless we were staying over there a while. But, you know, if we were just to do a, a one day or two day guide service, uh, that if would somebody awesome would give me a guide service for, somebody. for you and me, man, to the far Western UP, which we have hunted some, but uh, yeah, yeah, but we were driving around so much. And we had, we had, we don't, we're not from there. Like, we don't well, that's Wisconsin yeah. border. Can't hunt there. You know, so I think that that's an interesting gift. That, that'd be, very interesting but cool cool yeah <laughs> now you're what a new wild. camper <laughs> you you got you yeah that's, hey, that's you got that. crazy well hey if you're gonna if you're hey, gonna go take that, way, that. How about a new truck f-150 larry there you go so i'm gonna i'm gonna plug ford yeah there you go <laughs> what what about what about a how about a dog box to put your hunting dogs in the back High well, end gift. Be another well, you kind of high got the camper this year, um, so you know it. It does happen. Well, that's yeah. That's the family camper as well. You, you so should have seen because you, you know up for hunting, when but, we uh, close um, the camper up. You've never seen so many high tech, high educated guys scrubbing a camper. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of education working on uh, that camper that morning. <laughs> um, yeah, camper is great. You know, truck would be awesome, but. Yeah, like I said, the dog box for the uh, for your dog for the back. Um, maybe truck accessories. That would be good after this season. I got a well here. Maybe I'll, a brush you guard. One, you know, you and I are so attached to Maggie because she really is the queen of Burkham. I, I I just can't see her in the dog box. She's got to be in the truck with us, you know, because it's funny. She 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 thinks. Right, but yeah, if, if I would have started thing. her crate training but, and but how about she would a have blanket been for the backseat of the truck? <laughs> you know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I use moving blankets for that, and, and she seems to like that. Um, what about a, a cap for your pickup trucks with the uh, the joint well, window? Know our, that would be my goal. Total goal is <laughs> to have the side boxes on the truck where you can put your gun on the exterior that some of the old trucks had, like the old VW trucks used to have. That, I think Dodge is starting to do it. Yeah, doesn't but Dodge to... do that now? Ford, I saw, because I was going down a YouTube rabbit hole, but um, their new trucks, they're doing a long gun box mm -hmm. underneath the seat in the crew cab. Uh, well, so that's kind of cool. One is a gun case. And it's lockable. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of struggling with that right now because I got a new oh, gun yeah. and I don't have the case I have, you have to break it all down. Well, no grouse hunter wants to do that when they're hunting, right? So you want, but yep, that yeah, leads to I, a I have gun a cleaning really, kit. Two really good ones, but that's a great idea. So good ideas for Christmas. Good ideas for the yeah. That might be another stocking stuffer. All right. Well, anything no. else you want to add? No. To the you list? want me to read or this any subjects you want to talk said, about? Yeah. Not really. It's but, up to you if you want um, to. Okay. 
Well, we're gonna move on with the uh, we're gonna play the Christmas story that is played with a campfire in the background, or it could be a fireplace. We don't know, but it's the whole meaning of Christmas, and uh, it's a little divert from hunting and um, bird camp. It's but, the reason. Hey, it's the reason for, the for Christmas, so. and uh, we don't get political. We'll, That's we right. will never get political on this show and uh, this podcast. But uh, this is one that you won't budge us on, right? The reason for the season. So, fire away, brother. The Christmas story, read from the Gospel of Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to the God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those who whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all those things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name of the angel had given him before he was conceived. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, 
he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. Thank you for listening to the Bird Camp Podcast. If you'd like to get a hold of us, feel free to contact us directly at www.birdcamp.net. On that website, we're also selling merchandise including Bird Camp hats, Bird Camp shirts, Bird Camp gun cleaning cloths, and Bird Camp koozies. If you'd like to email us directly, our email is mi.birdcamp at gmail.com. On social media, look for us on Facebook by just searching Bird Camp. We do thank you for listening to Bird Camp Podcast. We'll see you on our next episode. See ya!